Hey everyone, this is the Written by Lauren podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and today we are reading chapter 18 from my series called Searching. Chapter 18 So I made her way back home later that day, after having spent it talking to Brian about Rose. Now, lying in the safety of her bed, she recounted the day's events. They had made their way to the library in order to look up old newspapers to try to find out more information about the young girl. They hadn't wanted anyone to know exactly what they were doing, so they told the librarian they were looking up old headliners for a history project for extra credit. They whispered to each other in case any wandering ears were near enough to hear. But unbeknownst to them, they weren't quiet enough. A someone was indeed listening. So now that we know who she is, maybe we can figure out what happened to her? And Brian, you won't believe it, but when she held my hand, I could actually feel it. Brian, as always, was actively listening and engaging in the conversation. What did it feel like? Zoe tried to explain it as best she could, but it was difficult. Well, there was definitely weight to it, but not as much as there should have been if she had been alive. You know? Brian nodded, as he thought he understood what Zoe was trying to say. I saw her some of the time, but other times I just saw you alone. But I figured you could still see her. Zoe confirmed his suspicions. Yes, I saw her the entire time, and I think she knows we can help her, which is great. They both agree, and go back to searching the newspapers for any signs of Rose. Once home, Zoe did approach her father Henry, and inquired about the cleaning of headstones, and good practices when in a graveyard. Henry was taken aback by the sudden interest Zoe had in this topic. She had told him a little white lie about how her and Brian had just happened upon the small graveyard, and noticed all the upkeep had not been kept up. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right he had said. Lots of little old graveyards don't always get the care they deserve. The caretakers end up passing, or moving, and they are, unfortunately, left forgotten. Zoe and Henry talked for quite some time that evening about how to properly care for and treat the undead, both in his profession as a mortician and as someone who was tending to graves after someone had been laid to rest. Zoe was thankful for the talk with her dad. She had really missed him, and their talks. She was happy that he was starting to find himself again, After her mother had passed, he wasn't the dad she had known for quite some time, and it pained her to see. She knew that she had changed as well, but hoped that he could see that she was beginning to live again. Her mother would have wanted that for both of them. They both knew that. Upstairs in her room now, after having relived her entire day over and over again, Zoe's eyes began to feel too heavy for her to keep open, and so they closed, and she drifted off into a dream. She was in a field of yellow and pink flowers. She seemed content with walking along the field. She didn't know where she was going, but it didn't matter. She was happy. The sun shone brightly, but she wasn't hot or sweating. She couldn't feel the heat of the bright sun at all, actually. She twirled around a few times and smiled as she did, when something caught her eye. She stopped moving and looked off into the distance. She saw another person. They were far away from her, but their long dress danced in the wind. Zoe needed to get closer, so she walked towards them. They didn't move at all, but it seemed like Zoe wasn't getting any closer. She picked up her pace and continued on. Her desire to see who this person was was still very strong. She walked and walked for what seemed like ages until it finally seemed like she had made some progress. She stopped for a moment and stared at the person before her. It was her mother. Zoe's heart was heavy in her chest. Her mouth was dry and her eyes full of tears. Mom? She managed to whisper. 
As soon as she realized who it was, she knew she was right. She began to sprint. It was hard to move very fast in the tall grass, but she pressed on. She had to reach her mother, embrace her, and never let her go. She struggled to get closer to her mother, but she knew she had to keep moving. It took just as long to get to her mother at a sprint as it did when she walked, but she had made it. She stopped right in front of her mother. She was beautiful. And just as she remembered her, before the cancer took over and ravaged her body. But Zoe didn't embrace her mother like she had wanted to. She just stood in front of her and stared at her. Wanting to remember every detail of her beauty, Stella stood still. She smiled at her daughter lovingly and watched her, her face full of love and pride. It was clear that Stella would not be making the first move, nor was she going to speak to Zoe. The purpose of this dream was not for a reunion of mother and daughter. Zoe knew that even if she spoke to Stella, asked her a question, that she wouldn't receive a verbal response. She still felt the desire to speak, though, to say out loud what she had wanted to say to her mother every day since she had gone. I miss you, Mom. Her words were thick with emotion, pain for the loss that she had endured when she lost her mother. Her eyes welled up so much. She added on. Stella nodded her head, and although both knew, she was unable to comfort her with her words or her arms. Zoe felt her mother's love. It wrapped itself around Zoe like a warm blanket, letting her know that her mother loved and missed her as well. Zoe wiped her tears away, and a heavy wind picked up, billowing the dress Stella wore, the girl's hair blowing wildly around them. Zoe's vision was obscured, as she frantically tried to get her hair away from her face. After clearing her sight, she looked around, searching for her mother. But she was gone. Nowhere in sight. Zoe kept turning around and around, searching. Even though she knew her mother was gone and she wouldn't be coming back, she didn't care. She wanted her mother back. She hadn't been ready for her to leave. She needed more time with her. She called out to her, desperately and with a hint of panic. She was feeling as if she was losing her mother all over again. Her mood was reflected in the weather as the sky was changing to a darker, stormier one, as her panic rose. Zoe stopped and looked around as her once colorful and bright, sunny dream had turned dark and stormy. The panic of losing her mother again was being replaced by fear and anxiety from the dangerously stormy weather. She began to run. She ran as fast as she could, although the tall grass seemed to be pulling and grasping at her arms and legs, trying to hold her back, keeping her in this nightmare she desperately wanted to remove herself from. She pulled and swatted at the weeds as they wrapped tighter and tighter around her. She quickly was unable to move as she was forced down onto her knees, even though she used everything within herself to not let that happen. It was useless. The weeds and grass pulled her onto her back and covered her almost completely. Although she struggled, it seemed to make things work faster rather than in her favor. Zoe was going to be buried alive if she didn't act now. But what could she possibly do? She wasn't physically stronger than the weeds wrapping around her, dragging her under the earth. She did all she could think of and sucked in a deep breath. The deepest breath she had ever breathed and let out a scream that would have been able to be heard for miles. Glass would have shattered had there been any nearby. It was so loud it could be heard through dimensions. The weeds that had been holding Zoe captive suddenly shot straight up as if being electrocuted. They shook a bit and changed as if they had been burned in a forest fire and then withered away from Zoe, leaving her to freely move without restraints. Zoe's voice stopped, 
and she suddenly sucked in a breath so hard as if she was taking a breath of air after having not been breathing. After calming her heartbeat, she sat up and looked around. Everything in sight looked dead and withering. She stood up cautiously, not knowing what would happen next, and not wanting to miss anything if danger crept up again. She slowly crept forward after assessing her surroundings. The crunch of the dead vegetation around her was practically deafening, since without it, the air had been silent. Zoe walked a bit more until she was on a small hill. She could see for miles, and yet there was nothing to be seen. She stood still, straining her ears for something. Anything. After straining to hear something, she heard it. It was a faint song. A voice that coated her ears with its sweet, delicate notes. It was getting louder the more she listened to it. She wondered where it was coming from. As the sound got a bit louder, Zoe called out, Hello? Immediately, the song stopped. Zoe's eyes scanned her surroundings. She spoke again. Hello? Can you hear me? The voice began singing again. This time, the song was different. It was a bit darker sounding. Zoe's skin began to crawl as she felt uncomfortable, as if something sinister was surrounding her. She no longer wished to be in this dream world any longer. It was time for her to wake up. She closed her eyes and spoke quietly to herself. Wake up. Wake up. The song got louder. It was getting closer and Zoe no longer wished to know who was behind the sound. Zoe continued to try to wake herself. Wake up. Her voice panicked once more. Wake up. Wake up, Zoe. Her eyes popped open and she sucked in a breath. She frantically sat up and looked around. She had finally made it back to her own world, her own bedroom. Zoe was able to catch her breath. She couldn't believe, now that she was safely in her own bed, at how real her dream had been. So real that her skin still had goosebumps and was still damp with sweat. She felt strange, but chalked it up to her odd and very realistic dream. She suddenly remembered her mother. She had seen her again and told her she loved her and missed her. She felt content about that fact. She knew that her mother knew how much she loved her and missed her now that she was gone, yet she felt comfort after being able to tell her again. What she couldn't shake was the song she had heard, the first and the second. They had both been very different. The first song she heard was inviting, as if the creator wanted to draw her near. The second, darker one, made her feel as if she was prey about to be devoured by the creator behind the notes. She knew she needed to get out of her dream world as soon as possible. She didn't know how real her dream could or would have gotten. She had already felt the wrath of those weeds and did not want to experience something seemingly more terrifying than that. She knew she was awake now and was theoretically safe from her dreams, but she would be lying if she said she felt at complete ease. Her dreams had changed so quickly and she knew they must mean something, but she would have to figure that out sooner, much sooner than she realized in this moment. She decided to go about her daily routine and prepare for the day. She was meeting with Brian today again. They would be going back to the cemetery today to clean up the grave sites. They knew that it would take a lot of time and energy, but felt they were up to the challenge. They had plans to go back to the library to search more newspapers, to hopefully find out any information about Rose. They were then going to head to the hardware store that Brian worked at on occasion to get some supplies to clean up. She wanted to get to work as soon as possible in order to make a dent in the workload, since they had to return to school the following day. 
and would be losing most of their daylight hours to the educational institution they spent most of their lives. Zoe was ready to go in record time. She headed downstairs and gave her father a quick hug and was out the door after a quick chat, the two catching each other up on their daily plans. Zoe kept pushing down her odd feelings. She hadn't told her dad about dreaming of her mother. She wasn't sure what the dream had meant, and bringing up her mother, since she had died, with her father, had not been something they did often. It wasn't that she didn't want to talk about her mother with her dad. They just, in her opinion, were not ready. Even after the time that had passed, they were not ready to casually talk about the mother and wife they had both lost. So, she kept it all to herself. She also hadn't wanted the conversation to migrate to the nightmare portion of her dream. She didn't want her dad to worry about her. He was just now getting back to his old self again, and was starting to prosper in their new town, and she didn't want to spoil that for him. For them. As she walked down the street to meet Brian, she wondered if she should mention anything to him. She trusted Brian, but wasn't sure it was worth bringing up. Although she did feel strange today, she was sure she was just a little shaken up from the experience, and that it was nothing to worry about in her real life. She pushed down her weird feelings when she saw Brian's big grin as she got closer to him. She waved as he opened his arms for a hug. Hey, good morning, she greeted him. Morning, he happily responded. You ready for today? Zoe nodded her head as he began walking side by side. Yeah, can't wait to see how much better we can make it look. They walked the rest of the way chatting on and off until they pulled the doors open to the library. They walked right up to the librarian, and she motioned for them to follow her to the back so they could start their search yet again. She already knew why they were there. Although, not the real reason. They had told her it was for a history project they were doing for extra credit. She had believed them, so they kept with the lie. As they sat down and began their searches, someone was watching them from behind a nearby bookshelf. The pair had no idea they were being watched, and continued on their search. They spent a decent amount of the morning there, and left around noon once they were satisfied with what they had uncovered. They left the library and headed to the hardware store, with a lurking stranger not far behind. They were quick to purchase the needed supplies for the grave cleanup, and were again on the move. They took the long trek to the cemetery following the same path that Rose had taken them on. Had they known that they were being followed, they would have thought that by now in their journey, they would have long left them alone, but the follower was determined to find out what they were up to. Once in the cemetery, they made their way to the very back of the graveyard, to Rose's tombstone. They sat near Rose's tombstone and spoke softly before beginning their cleanup. Hey Rose, it's me, Zoe. I have my friend Brian here with me, and we wanted to make sure your stone here looked a little nicer. It's gotten a little dirty over the years, and we thought you might like it if we took some of the dirt off. They waited a little bit, and then unpacked the supplies they got from the hardware store. They poured the detergent and water in a small bowl, and dipped the brush into the solution. They both started to scrub and wash away the dirt and grime from years of neglect. They wiped the sweat from their foreheads and continued on. They didn't speak much during the cleaning. Once they were satisfied with the work they had done, they stood up and stepped back to admire a job well done. They both looked at each other, elated with the progress, when they heard a twig snap just behind them. They both turned suddenly to find out where the sound had come from, and who the culprit was. Brian spoke first, even though they both could see who was behind the sound. Although she was trying to hide behind a tree, it was too small to completely cover her from view. Amber, what are you doing here? Zoe wondered the same thing but waited for her to answer Brian instead of adding her own words of curiosity. Amber stepped out from behind the tree. She looked as if she had been caught stealing cookies from a cookie jar past her bedtime. She fumbled with her words, 
She obviously didn't have a real reason for following them, and couldn't think of a believable lie in time. I was just, um, I, I wanted to know what you guys were doing, she stated truthfully. Brian looked down at Zoe and she glanced at him for a moment before turning on Amber. Do you want to help? We have a lot of work to do, and more hands would actually help a ton. Brian looked at Zoe a bit confused before Amber spoke, clearly embarrassed from getting caught. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just gonna leave. She turned to leave when Brian stepped forward. Wait, Amber. Amber stopped and looked back, curious as to what Brian might have to say. Zoe's right, you know. We could really use the help. That is, if you're up for it. This place really needs a lot of care, and it's going to take us forever to get through all these headstones. Amber looked around the graveyard with a quick glance. Y'all are going to clean up this entire place? Zoe nodded. Yeah, these people don't deserve to be forgotten any longer. Amber bit her lip. She knew those words to be true. She looked around once more and then said, Do you have another brush? Both Brian and Zoe smiled. Brian bent down and pulled out a new brush from the bag they had brought with them. This one's got your name written all over it, he said as he stepped forward to meet her outstretched hand. She took it and thanked him. After a quick tutorial on how to clean off the dirt, they each took a stone to themselves this time. They did chat on and off about school, and some of the tests and English papers they equally did not look forward to. As Amber spoke about her dog eating all of her dad's socks, and then ripping apart all his brand new socks, Zoe smiled to herself. Not about the sock-hungry puppy, but the fact that her... Brian and Amber were all hanging out together, and they were having a good time. This was something that Zoe hadn't known if it would ever happen. She had wanted, and she was trying to get Amber to not hate her anymore, and was hopeful that it might happen eventually. She could tell she had been making progress with her, but guessed she hadn't realized how much until now. As Amber scrubbed the tombstone, she talked about her life. Zoe wasn't sure what this would turn into. Would it become a friendship, or would this be the last day they spent with Amber? Zoe decided she wouldn't clutter her mind with what-ifs and said, enjoy the time they were having together. They had made some very good progress and then decided to take a break and get home. They all needed to get back to their own homes and clean up and have dinner before school the next morning. They packed up all their supplies and began heading out of the cemetery. They walked through the forest path and right before getting to the clearing, Zoe stopped in her tracks. She was in the lead and so Brian and Amber both stopped when she did. Zoe turned to face them both her eyes wide and curious. Do you guys hear that? Both Brian and Amber looked at one another, and then back at Zoe. Brian was about to say no when the sound was heard again, this time by all three kids. Zoe could see it written on both their faces. They could hear the song, and by the looks on their faces, they didn't like what they could hear. Zoe spoke in a hushed whisper. I heard this song in my nightmare. Amber's face hid no emotions. She was instantly terrified. Brian leaned in to speak. He, too, had a hushed whisper, following Zoe's cue. Your nightmare? When did you have a nightmare that had this in it? Although the sky was still bright, the sun was setting soon, and it would be getting dark very fast. If they were not careful, the three of them could be stuck in the middle of nowhere with no streetlights and little light from the moon. Zoe did not answer Brian's question of when she had heard this song before, and instead, she motioned for the others to keep moving. We should get out of here. I don't think we should be out here when night falls. Zoe didn't have to convince either of them further. As soon as Zoe suggested they leave, they all three picked up the pace and got as far away as they could from the song. Zoe strained her ears, making sure they were not getting closer to the song, and it was not getting louder. 
Even though it felt like getting to the cemetery had taken a long time, getting back to the main road and near their homes felt like it took no time at all. Brian's house was the first they came close to, and none of them wanted to separate and walk home alone. Brian had asked his dad to take the girls home, and he was more than happy to. It was getting darker and quick by the time they made it to Brian's. Everyone piled into the truck, and they didn't say much on the ride. Amber was first to be dropped home. Brian and Zoe both watched as she thanked Keith for driving her and hurried inside to the safety of her home. Zoe was next, and she thanked Keith and Brian, informing Brian she would see him tomorrow with a knowing look that he would interpret as a yes, she would tell him all about the nightmare she mentioned earlier. He nodded and waved, saying his goodbye as she hurried up the steps of her house. Zoe walked into the house and called out to her father. Hey, Dad, I'm home. She heard him respond with a in the kitchen, honey. She slipped off her jacket, hanging in on a coat rack before heading to the kitchen to see Henry. Zoe walked into the kitchen and stopped when she saw her father at the kitchen table. A woman's jacket lay across the back of a chair next to him. She knew just by looking at it that it wasn't hers. Two mugs sat on the table, and she looked around to find the intruder that her father had apparently let inside. That's it for today's episode. Come back next week for another installment of Searching. And in the meantime, if you want to reach out, maybe ask me some questions about the series or the podcast in general, you can find me on Instagram at writtenbylauren_podcast. underscore podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys next week.